0: Hello, Janesville, and welcome back to the Park Place Podcast, the monthly program that aims to keep residents informed by highlighting the people, places, and partners of the city of Janesville in an audio format. As always, I'm your host, Nick Faust, and I'm the communications specialist in the city manager's office. Now, if you didn't get a chance to go back and listen to last month's episode, I would thoroughly recommend it. Finance Director Dave Godak comes down to the podcast studio, and with the budget season upon us, gives us tons of great information about how you as a resident can get involved in the city's budget process. And today I'm equally as excited to have another very special guest in the studio. Human Resources Director Tara Semenchuk is joining us today, and as the city continues its hiring efforts and looks at some big executive vacancies coming up, I'm excited to have Director Semenchuk with us to really walk us through that process. But first, a little more about Tara. Tara was selected as the Human Resources Director in January of 2022. Prior to that, she was hired by the city in February of 2017 as Assistant Human Resources Director. And before coming to the city of Janesville, she previously worked for 15 years with municipalities in the state of Illinois. She holds a bachelor's degree in political science from Illinois State University and a master's degree in public administration from Northern Illinois University. Go Huskies. She maintains SHREM CP credentials and is a certified labor relations professional as recognized by the National Public Employer Labor Relations Association. Semenchuk is also a 2021 graduate of the Leadership Development Academy of Rock County. Tara, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Nick. Happy to be here.
0: Oh, I'm very happy to have you. And, uh, you know, this is the October episode. And so as many of our listeners and residents will know, uh, City Manager Mark Freitag will be departing the city uh, this month. And as he leaves, you in the human resources world then get to uh, launch a very fun national yes. uh, executive search. And so if you're able to maybe give us some updates to start the show here. Uh, Where's the city at with that? What does that process look like over the next coming months?
1: Sure. Uh, This past Monday at the city council meeting, the council approved an agreement with Government Professional Solutions. They're an executive recruitment firm uh, to conduct a a nationwide recruitment for our next city manager. Um, Since then, this week, we've been busy getting um, two surveys put together. Uh, One survey is geared directly towards the community, looking for the community's feedback on what they're looking for in Mm -hmm. their next city manager. Mm -hmm. Um, The survey, I think, has about eight questions listed on there. And uh, if you can rank each question in order of what's most important versus Mm -hmm. what's least important um, Mm -hmm. to you, regarding the traits or the characteristics that our next city manager has. Um, the uh, the survey was posted on our website yesterday. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll be, we're, we're asking all residents, it's completely anonymous. So right. uh, we're asking all residents um, to complete that if they can have it back by uh, October 26th. It will be um, forwarded uh, and provided to the, um, the recruitment firm. Mm-hmm. They will then use that to help develop a draft recruitment brochure right. and a candidate profile, which um, will essentially be the foundation for our recruitment process moving forward. Uh, Another survey that we have is specifically for the city council and um, members of the leadership, the city's leadership team, and um, uh, certain or identified stakeholders in the community. Um, That survey will be uh, also going out to them today. Right. And uh, another deadline of, uh, I think, October 28 is what we're asking to have those responses back to us. Yeah.
0: And and that's really an interesting and an awesome opportunity for residents and community stakeholders to really involve themselves in terra is that not only is the city and the city council selecting their next manager but the community is really selecting one of the next local government leaders here in janesville and so it's imperative when you talk about building that uh, profile Mm -hmm. of that candidate that we know what our residents our, our business owners and our and our visitors want uh, in an, in a city manager. Right.
1: Right. And it'll it'll be a good, it'll be a good information source for the council, um, to review and consider as, as they make their way through the recruitment process.
0: Right. Right. And, and so that survey is available, uh, to folks want to give that a little plug here. That's www.janesvillewi.gov forward slash CM survey. Uh, Tara, just to wrap that, that subject up just for folks, I know the timelines can be a bit dynamic, but when can folks expect to maybe have candidates for the position? Uh, when would, would finalists typically be announced? Is that something we have ironed out?
1: We don't have a specific dates on those yet. Right. Um, that will be ironed out soon or in the next coming weeks, but um, it is the council's, um, the council's goal to have identified a finalist and um, an offer extended um, sometimes the beginning of February. Okay. So, you know, in the event, the the finalist needs to give, you know, 60 day notice for okay. example, um, then that way the, the individual would be able to start at the beginning of April. So that is our goal. Yes. A goal. <laughs> uh, it's our goal. And we are going to work very hard to meet that
0: goal. Yes. Yes. And you folks certainly have so far and, and, and will continue. So we appreciate that. Uh, I think, more broadly than Tara, as we think about hiring challenges, you know, people over the last year or two have been talking about what a what a labor market it is trying to find folks, and I've read a lot of research, and I think there's been a lot of pieces that have tactfully looked at how in, in municipal government and local government, that is oftentimes even even more challenging uh, to identify folks to fill important positions. Uh, what challenges do we find here in Janesville? And are there particular job categories that are increasingly difficult to fill?
1: Sure. I mean, the challenges facing Janesville are pretty much the same as facing the, the nation. There's nothing unique or, or um, out of the ordinary right. in regards to that. Um, Primarily, the the biggest challenge is the quality and and the quantity of the applicants that we're receiving. We don't really have a lot of trouble getting applicants for um, administrative support positions Mm -hmm. or maintenance positions or entry level positions, but where we're finding the challenge in getting applicants is with our uh, professional positions and certainly in public safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular, law enforcement and right. and, and fire. Um, you know, the years of, of uh, or the days of getting two, three hundred applicants yeah. for <laughs> one or two police officer positions is is long gone. So that continues to be a struggle. But um, we know we do our best efforts to get the word out to actively or proactively recruit. Um, another challenge that that we're experiencing with hiring you know everybody reverts back to the economy right and certainly the the volatility and the fluctuations in that and the labor market um you know we're coming out of the 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 pandemic hopefully (laughs) and you know but there's there's no singular reason i can't i can't pinpoint one exact reason on why we're having so many challenges it's it's a combination um we also have a workforce, a younger a younger workforce coming into the market, um, and it sounds kind of odd, but it's like there's not enough there's not enough people being born yeah <laughs> to right to replace those that are getting you know ready yeah. to retire. So yeah. you have a generation that. Um, is retiring or getting ready to retire, mm-hmm. we don't have enough people to backfill yeah. those positions. So that creates, that definitely creates challenges. Um, you know, applicants um, in the past couple of years, ever since the pandemic, they've become very passive. You know, they're, they're not actively looking for employment or they're right. not actively looking to make to make changes. Um, there's there's a, a cultural shift that's happened too. Um, we have to re-examine the way... Um, employees want to work. Yeah. So you know, there's there's so many different variables that go into it. It's not just one singular answer.
0: Right, right. It's that uh, that dragon of many heads that's that's kind of rearing its its head right yeah. now figuratively and and it can create... What is it, the,
1: the hydra? Yes,
0: yes, it is. It's a hydra of sorts, <laughs> and, and it's spurred on by, you know, I think what you touch on is a, a yeah. silver tsunami, uh, to throw out the other yes. words, is those, those baby boomers, especially, again, in government service and in local government that are that are right. aging out. And what does the next generation of public servant look like? Uh, how do we... Where do we, they come from? Yeah.
1: Um, and we really saw that, um, actually, the, the pandemic pushed a lot of the the silver tsunami yeah. you had um uh, you know individuals who were eligible to retire and, right and could but they loved their job and loved work so much that they decided just to keep keep working but then a lot of the unknowns and the fear with the pandemic really pushed
0: yeah yeah it was the time yep. it was the time to make a move for a lot of folks and and you kind of touch on it then tara but i would ask you know because certainly our listeners, our residents, they can understand and appreciate that a lot of positions, especially those service positions here at the city, they're important in getting the actual functions done, the actual municipal operations done. So it's incredibly important that you do identify candidates <laughs> who are who are qualified and and can perform uh, when we need them and when our residents need them. So what is the city doing then to to effectively hire? I know you know job fairs and some mm-hmm. of those typical things, but. Are, are there ways that we're innovating uh, and, and changing how we hire?
1: Sure. Yeah. And, and we're constantly looking and examining what can we do? What more can we do? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the phrase doing less with more right. not be overstated here. Yes. <laughs> we all certainly are doing that. Um, you know, re- one of the things, though, we recently completed um, a comprehensive compensation study, uh, mm-hmm. a pay study, um, to review our pay grades uh, to make sure that we were in line with the market and our peer communities in Wisconsin, so um, wanted to make sure that we remain competitive and our, our pays equitable to employees. Mm-hmm. We've also begun to really embrace remote work, schedules, right. and I think that's extremely important to any organization, to any business. If you know the, the it used to be the exception that people could work from home. Yeah. You know, if, if their position allows it. Obviously, a police officer is not right. necessarily able to Remote work at home. Remote in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, it used to be the exception. Now it is the norm, and it's yeah. not going to go away. No. And if businesses and organizations can't adapt to that and find ways to make that available to their employees, yeah. it's going to have a, it, their business, their organization is really going to, to see the, the negative impact of that.
0: People will go elsewhere. Yes. Their employees will go elsewhere because, yep. you know... Like you, it's and I, I often view that as I hate to say silver linings when it comes to something like the pandemic, mm-hmm. which was so truly terrible for everybody. Um, but that really showed, mm-hmm. and especially I think in local government, which can at times be slow to adapt, it really kind of forced the hand. We did um, to be to set those situations up, and in a lot of cases, it works for folks. Yeah. There was
1: a lot of hesitation before the pandemic about I don't know if this could actually work or how effective will somebody be. And I have seen employees here who have just flourished under the ability to work from home. They're so not that they weren't productive before, but they are so productive now. um, They're able to balance a lot of work life challenges, you know, so it's just it's it is something that we really embrace. If we can offer it, if yeah. we can make it available, we encourage our uh, department heads to allow that.
0: Well, and and that really Tara, sort of transfers into my next question, which was thinking about retention as well. And so that that innovative, you know, cyber workspace is certainly one component. Uh, I think that compensation study is is another great mm-hmm. component because I think what folks maybe don't realize uh, or, or haven't had the chance to get that sort of inside baseball look at it. That survey didn't even just look at comparables to government, to other local governments. Uh, what, what HR was able to do with the help of a contractor there was look at, you know, like positions across the private and public sector mm-hmm. and really make sure the city's staying competitive mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to looking for those folks. So those are incredibly important for retention. Are there any other activities that, that HR's carrying out?
1: So we're really, um, mental health has, has certainly come to the forefront of a lot of organizations and businesses' attention and how important it is that your employees, you know, have that support um, for mental health and, you know, they don't get burnout. Right. And, you know, recognizing the signs of that. So, you know, that's something else that um, we're looking, we're taking a closer look at, certainly trying to improve our health and wellness programs to the mm-hmm. employees. So, um, you know. Any little thing that we can do, we're, we're taking a look at it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Incredibly important. As a city employee, of course, appreciate that. But I think more broadly that that keeps folks happy, healthy, both mentally and physically. Uh, and that's better for the community. Uh, that's better for the city's outlook because happy people, healthy people make for better outputs and outcomes. Uh, so that is incredibly important. Yeah. And now with all that talk about hiring and oh, all gosh. that fun stuff for you, Tara, I think it might be helpful because when folks think of HR, they might they That's might think of that. That's usually
1: the first thing that people think of. Yep,
0: is, yep. As how am I going to get a, somebody in here to do this yes. job, HR. Uh, what other duties, uh, you know, happen in the office on the day-to-day? Because you folks are very busy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's an understatement. You're right. Yes. <laughs> we are very busy, and again, a very a very lean staff, but a very a very talented and hardworking staff. Um, again, hiring recruitment—you know—that's always the first thing that people think of when when you say human resources. But our role is we are an, an internal support office, mm-hmm. so our mission is to support the organization and to support the department division heads. Um, a lot of the, the work we do a lot, almost all of the work we do is behind the scenes. Yeah, and that's okay. I like right. that I'm right. good with that. Um, you know, but some of the major, um, major areas that we also focus on include you know salary administration, example, the, mm-hmm. the compensation study, um, our, our benefits our our health benefits, our paid time off benefits, uh, other, other benefits that are available to employees. Uh, We focus on employee training and um, professional development. We participate in uh, collective bargaining. We have three unions, our police, fire, and Teamsters union. We have um, workers' compensation administration. Unfortunately, when somebody gets injured, we need to to address that. Um, As I mentioned earlier, our wellness and safety programs. We have an annual health assessment program for employees and, um, and spouses, Uh, employee relations, you know, onboarding, working on our diversity and inclusion initiatives, and, you know, a variety of special projects that come up. So we are, we are very, Yeah, very, (laughs) very very busy.
0: busy. Uh, You folks certainly are. And and with all of that happening, and I like to say that the city operates in a in an efficient and lean manner, because we do, Uh, folks, can go through our open budget, our open expenditures, and they can see, especially in terms of staffing, uh, the city of Janesville gets the job done, uh, and there's, there's not fat to trim when it comes to that. And, and that's certainly true for your office. It's, it's a smaller office. And as you, know, you, you bring things up like uh, workers' comp and, and all these intricate uh, details with information and benefits, how does the HR office possibly keep up with all of those trends, labor law, best practices? What do you folks do to, to stay on top of that?
1: So professional development, um, continuing education, um, training opportunities, that's very important to me. Yeah. And um, it's something that I embrace and encourage uh, to my employees and and support across the organization. You know, there's so many things happening and things are changing rapidly right. that, you know. Just because just because something works right. doesn't mean that it works the right way or that it can be working better. Mm-hmm. So um, you know through the the regular channels, which is attending conferences and seminars and and webinars, taking advantage of those whenever those are free and whenever we're available with a um, whenever those are available. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I encourage my staff to participate in professional associations. Yeah. Um, one association that sticks out in my mind is is WAPELRA, which is Wisconsin Public Employer Labor Relations Association. Oh, that's so a nice that's one. A mouthful, <laughs> that right? is a nice yeah, one. Yeah, but there isn't. Um, there's not a week that goes by that I don't reach out to my WAPELRA group mm-hmm. with either a question or. Hey, have you guys done this is anybody looking at that do you have a a document or a policy so that kind of information sharing across the state is incredibly helpful um we are also very lucky to have an extremely supportive and knowledgeable city attorney's office Mm -hmm. on staff um you know we are co-located with the city attorney's office and i'm so fortunate to be able to to go to the city attorney walt klimchek and talk to him and Ask him for suggestions insight ideas um, you know he's he he regularly sends you know me emails with a news bulletin or a yeah. news flash or something that I need to be aware of so we're lucky to have that
0: yeah that that co-location is just probably such synergy there <laughs> yes. uh, between you and Wald and when it comes to some of that legal stuff and and I want to touch on just how, how important it is to have somebody like you as a director as a boss who recognizes that professional development piece. I think that's one thing the city of Janesville does incredibly well, is Is we have leaders who want their employees to, mm-hmm. to develop and grow professionally and personally, and they afford them the time to do that. And so that's so imperative for developing a healthy, a strong, and an adept workforce.
1: Learning should not stop after you receive whatever degree. Right. I mean, it, it just, if, if that's the approach you take, you're gonna miss out on so much.
0: a lifetime of learning. Yeah, Yeah. apply that personally and professionally (laughs) for sure. Um, And you talk about training and I kinda wanna maybe segue that to to more broadly the city employees here, uh, Tara. What sort of training do we offer all of our employees? Uh, What what catalog does the HR put forth on that?
1: Sure, Uh, well one thing, a a very valuable resource that's available to all city employees, and this is through um, us, being a part of the CivMIC pool, mm-hmm. which is Cities and Villages Mutual Insurance. And, you know They have a, a, an expansive library of, of webinars that employees can take advantage of um, free of charge. We're a member of CivMIC, so all of those webinars incredibly educational and helpful. Um, so that's a nice tool to have. But the other thing that the HR office does specifically is we put together an annual training catalog or an annual training program. We usually start working on it in the middle of of the year, so usually Mm -hmm. in in June, July. And we start to plan out, okay, what training, um, cyclical training, do employees need to take uh, in the following year? And we have um, a matrix or a schedule set up. Where every three years you have to have this training, or every mm-hmm. other year you have to have this training. You know, this is required. This is mandatory. So we work to get that scheduled uh, and put together. But in addition to the mandatory training, you know, we also vo- offer um, voluntary training opportunities yeah. for interesting topics or something that is fresh and new or we haven't explored before. Uh, you know, an example of that. Next year we'll be offering i think it's called how to conquer your fear of public speaking oh hi yeah right everybody hates that's a good one yeah everybody hates public speaking myself included yes. and um, this will be a a nice a, a nice seminar that um we've partnered with blackhawk tech to bring to uh, bring on site to the employees who want to participate in that We also offer um, opportunities for safety training, such as um, our CPR, first aid, Mm -hmm. and we've really begun to um, develop a robust active shooter training on Mm -hmm. an annual basis. We partner with the um, police department to -hmm. get that kind of training. So, um, really, if somebody has an idea or suggestion on you know what kind of training they would like to uh, you know have be have available to employees, we'll take a look at it. Yeah. Um, see what we can do.
0: Yeah, again, going back to fostering that uh, culture of learning uh, really as something that performance culture is then built upon is, is so important. So Tara, then I, I think as we kind of wrap up, um, I thought I would just ask, you know, we have tons of great listeners and, and residents in our c- community. What would you want them to know about our city workforce, our, our COJ team?
1: Our workforce is is so uh, committed and dedicated, hardworking, creative, mm-hmm. team oriented. Uh, they have a passion for public service. Yeah, um, they really want to better the organization and they really want to better the the community and the lives of our residents. I mean, I can't say enough good things about our employees. Um, you know, I said creative. You know, they're 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 constantly looking at new ways of doing things, of improving way we provide services to our residents um they're just a great group of employees yeah um they they embrace change they support each other i mean i could go on and yeah. on yeah
0: i would say you know you and me sincerely uh we could spend all afternoon down <laughs> here in the studio um with that list going on and on because it is a tremendous team uh we do such great work and and i know both of us are so proud Uh, Of all of our coworkers and their efforts. And and we're proud of this community. And I think, uh, you know, in wrapping that up, if residents or or listeners at home are interested in becoming a part Mm -hmm. uh, of that COJ team, I would encourage everybody to go to www.janesvillewi.gov forward slash jobs. There you can find full, complete listings of our openings, uh, contact information for who to get in touch with, uh, and and really look and consider a career in service uh, to the public because it is is really rewarding and it's a great team we have
1: here. I often get asked, you know, why do you have an interest in working in public service? What keeps you working and, and, and what keeps you working for the public? and for me i knew very when i was when i was in school when i was in college i didn't want to spend my life working for someone else's dollar for someone else's bottom line yeah i wanted to the work that i was going to do i wanted it to be meaningful and 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 contribute and i can't think of anything more um, meaningful than not only government work but work at the local sector that's where you can really reach the most the most people
0: that is that is so aptly uh, put Tara, because that is something that i try to encapsulate for folks is service is always something that's incredibly rewarding but at the local level Uh, You really get to see your impacts day to day.
1: Yeah, you can see your efforts directly.
0: Awesome. Well, I want to thank you, uh, Tara, for stopping in the studio. Uh, You're busy, to say the least. (laughs) And so I appreciate you carving out some time here. and, And more so, thank you to you and your staff. You are truly tremendous. Uh, you make things happen. Anybody can appreciate that. All of our listeners can appreciate that. When you think of HR, they make the organization work. Uh, and so you folks do a tremendous job. And I want to thank you for that.
1: Thank you so much, Nick. Awesome.
0: And I want to thank you, our listeners, for for tuning in to another episode of the Park Place podcast. I want to invite you to follow the city on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Sign up for emergency notifications from the JPD via the Nixel app and consider subscribing to our weekly press releases, which you can go ahead and do at www.janesvillewi.gov forward slash email list. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again next month.